0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Bronche. I am Julisa. What's up, everybody? This is Kittles. And this week we have another special guest with us. Um, he has been part of my life and part of my soul for many, many years now. He is mi primo dominicano. Uh, siempre pa'lante con el deito. Uh, Gerard, who the fuck are you?
1: What's up, mi gente? How y'all doing? This is Gerard. Um, Who am I? Um, I'm a dancer, artist, uh, Bronx-born, bred, um, (laughs) (laughs) Dominican, first-generation person trying to make it in this world. Um, And... Yeah, <laughs>
0: and and Gerard, you dance, um, you dance with which company currently? I'm
1: dancing right now for Ballet Hispanico's uh, second company, BH 2 and the season has been amazing so far. Awesome, pretty dope.
2: So, Gerard, please tell us what is your choice brunch plate? Oh, it's gonna have to be mango. I
1: mean, yeah. Mango. yeah.
2: Yes. But anyone who's not who doesn't
1: uh, uh. listening who doesn't know what the lo tres golpes are, it's mangu, which is plantains mashed up, mm-hmm. usually with some stuff in it. I can't reveal it though. Mm, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't. I'm sorry, y'all. No you, Columbusing <laughs> that. Um, with fried salami, fried egg, and fried cheese, mm-hmm. usually topped with some pickled onions.
2: And if you get it at Havana Cafe, you also get a Cuban empanada. on the side, which is super lit.
1: Come on, advertisement.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what are we drinking with these Tres Golpes? Mm,
1: It's probably going to be some damn orange juice because we pride for it. That's what we could afford.
0: (laughs) And what's your favorite brunch booze, like alcohol, when you're out?
1: Oh, it's a martini. Oh, for brunch. I'm, t- I'm talking about after brunch. Well, <laughs> but for brunch, I usually do mimosas. Mimosas. Bloody mimosas. Mary's I like. Um, mm. I, I've just experienced like the taste of it. I know people usually don't like them, but yeah. I,
0: li- I, I can't do it. <laughs> I, mean,
2: no. I, I don't yeah. like tomatoes. I don't like drinking tomatoes. Yeah, I like I'm eating like... tomatoes, not drinking tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> That's your phone. See I, don't, see, I don't mind it. It's,
1: it's <laughs> like it's like the spices and shit that like gets me that I love. Like the place that I used to work at, we made some bomb ass uh bloody mary that I would just, you know, drink a little bit on the side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of the sample, no mm. alcohol cuz you could put vodka, tequila, whatever you want in it.
0: In you know it. Awesome. And what was it like going out to eat when you were a kid?
1: Um, I don't have a lot of memories of going out cuz it was a lot of us. Um, so, um, my parents, I kind of saw my parents kind of making it all happen um, just within the house. And I saw that as kind of like an event with my cousins would come and um, all the aunts would come over and the yes. uncles. And it was more, we didn't really go out. We made it an event. Yes, in the house, yes. You know.
0: So, what was your favorite uh, topic to talk about over food? Or what is your favorite Bochincha topic?
1: Hmm. It's probably gonna have to be like love or sex or Mm. relationships. Mm -hmm. Relationships more so.
2: You have Mm -hmm. come to the right place.
1: Yeah. We had um, a really
0: good episode a couple weeks back with Liz Morgan where we talked about stashing. Um so I think that's that's like since that podcast I've found myself having that conversation again of like a relationship in this day and age and like how if there's no official words for each other, like little things that you do that is really just hiding the person in the background Mm -hmm. like that's why you're not taking the steps forward it's almost like having the relationship but not having to show the world that the relationship is happening therefore having the ability to deny the relationship whenever whenever it's convenient to you
1: right yeah so it's 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 really hard like finding you know the push the drive to to kind of get into a relationship you know what i'm saying that's been my challenge um you know, she's been single for a while, girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm. I feel you on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, but which I'm fine with. Oh, I'm perfectly okay with that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But there comes a point in time where you want to be, you want to have somebody there on the side of you that is supporting you and you can support too and you guys can grow together, whether it's just a relationship, nothing serious, but you know that's nice to have
0: i mean the comfort right like hmm. it's funny the older you get the more like your mindset becomes like oh i have to be independent and all this stuff but there's nothing wrong with the the tenderness that you get when you're you know with another person and enjoying their company. I think it's important. I actually think it's, it's crucial to the way we function as humans to have that, you know, extra special, like comfort from someone, not just like your friend who you can key with, but like someone who's going to lay in bed with you. Like, think about that, like sleeping in the embrace of a person, like that affects the way you sleep. That affects your mood. Like all, you know, I just think people need to be connected somehow. Um, but it really sucks that people are so afraid of commitment. Um, Or or the old definition of commitment, right? Because commitment really means whatever the contract between the two people is. It doesn't absolutely mean that your relationship mimics whatever TV standards say it has to. But people are so afraid to even have just that conversation um, for for fear that it's going to go down a traditional route. Nobody wants to really get married anymore. Like, a lot has changed. Right. Yeah.
1: So. It's hard to keep up, girl.
0: Yeah. Who are you telling? Oh, God. I got stories. So. Let's go into our Here's to the Ladies Who, where we shout out um, people. Um, And we're going to do cheers for the years. Uh, So we're going to do cheers for folks that throughout 2017 or groups that throughout 2017 have, you know, been keeping it, keeping us pumping and keeping it real. Um, First cheers goes to
2: Cardi B. We have been mentioning her literally every episode. If you have been listening to us, we mentioned Cardi B at least. Once in every episode. I don't know. Um, She's been killing it. She's the ultimate come up story this year. And yeah, congrats to her. Girl from the Bronx. I just appreciate
1: she's from the Bronx and she's uh, Dominican and black. I love that. Absolutely, props to her.
0: absolutely, and uh, you know, a lot of people say that she comes from a place where you know isn't isn't a, is not a good example to our like young kids and like oh what message are we sending if we're trying to big up a stripper oh her lyrics aren't even that great and I'm just kind of like well shut the fuck up you know mm-hmm. like you have I rather that be her story than whatever they assume the typical story should be for a female stripper who's Dominican and black from the Bronx you know what I mean um, I think that it's important for People who feel like they're pigeonholed into those stereotypes can see that if they really have a dream inside of them, and if there's something that they want to do, that those things about them are not the thing that means they can't make it. Mm. Like if you want to be a dancer, if you want to be a singer, whatever, absolutely like you can be those things. Fuck it. You could be a, a fucking doctor and you can sound like Cardi. You might not like. You know how the diagnosis sounds. Um, I don't know. But according to your test, you have cancer. But as long as the bitch knows her shit, so what? Like, so what Mm -hmm. would she dress like? So what would she sound like? It's about someone, you know, doing what they love and committing to it. And honestly, like, she doesn't have, like, the hottest bars of all time. But she's fucking entertaining. Like, she's good. She's good for what she's trying to do. She's not trying to be, you know, Kendrick Cardi Lamar. Like, she's not Mm -hmm. out here trying to do that. So I'm not going to, you know, measure her to those standards. You know, just because she's breaking Lauren Hill's records it does not mean she has to be Lauren Hill. Exactly. Next shout out goes to hip hop in general. Um, I want to highlight specifically, speaking of Lamar Kendrick, um, Damn was one of, I think, the most important albums of this year. Um, damn, it
1: was a good album. Damn, mm-hmm. <laughs> damn, it was a <laughs>
0: fucking great album. Honestly, like, I always think of the song Fear mm. and, like, just the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> Just the whole album in general, I think, was a really, really beautiful picture of being black in America and the fear and urgency that we've been feeling, that, you know, for the yeah. past couple of years. And I think he pulled it off lovely. Um, so shout out to Kendrick and even Jay Z with four four four.
1: That four forty four album, it was so good. I, I mean, it was just you get to see um, Jay Z's growth as an artist, uh, which is really beautiful. You know, this is something he stepped out. He had his mother on tracks. I love that. Yeah. And
0: and really, he uh, I think he the music matured with him and where he's at in in his stage in his career.
1: And also how he's sampling, (laughs) because all these vicious motherfuckers out here sample. They do. Yeah. Yeah, they do.
0: Absolutely. Um, And also Childish Gambino this year, Killing the Game. And not only with music, uh, but Atlanta is mm. fucking amazing. And I know you guys haven't watched it, but for anyone who's watched this show, you know, like that the fucking scene in the jail between um, the uh, trans woman and the gentleman who didn't realize she was trans. There's this beautiful scene um, where this guy reconnects with someone who was like his love back in the day, like his home girl growing up. Um, and he's like, they find each other in the jail. Um, and he's like, oh, you remember when you said that? And they're having this beautiful moment only to be interrupted by the other men in the room who are like, you know that's a man, right? Like, you know that's a man, and then you ha- you see this mo- moment where everything that was beautiful for that guy gets sort of, like, hammered down by the society that you know, he's trying to live up to their standards. And it's so fucking tragic. But the way they use Childish Gambino in that scene to sort of be like... Because Childish's character is sitting between the two people, ironically. So then he's like, oh, what are you looking at? Like, after it's revealed that it's a man, quote-unquote. And Childish is just like, no, like, dude, like, love who you want. Like, it's totally fine. It was so beautiful to see the different backgrounds of black people, of different, like, you know, political views and opinion all in that one moment where really what's happening is that two people's love connection is being tarnished by political views. Um, And that's Mm. just, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's such a small thing, but the show is full of those moments. It Mm. is an amazing show, and I was so, so happy to see TV like that. And I don't watch Insecure, heavy, But, like, episodes I have seen... Oh, my God.
2: Insecure, Insecure, Issa Rae, just was amazing Uh, have you you've seen insecure i've
1: seen the first two episodes but you know i saw that because it was um it was like on on youtube i didn't see it on HBO. (laughs) Um, no when you get a chance you have
2: got to get on insecure insecure is every like i feel like every person of color who is in their mid to late 20s right now can relate to a character written on this show yeah man um I definitely of, enjoyed it, just just it when I was watching
1: you, yeah. it. So I need to get on somebody's age And it's like real now. shit
2: that everybody's going through. Like yeah. that where like you know what your 20s are. It is in that it, it's And
0: actual. shows like Queen Sugar, which I also don't watch faithfully but have heard great things about. Um, even uh Blackish. Like I've mm. seen some episodes of that show and like I'm not heavy into Tracy it.
2: Ellis Ross, but
0: I she's great. Um but that show, even, like, in its own corny way, like, really drives home with a lot of mm-hmm. messages. Mm-hmm. And Especially
2: I've, considering the platform that it's on. It's, like, on NBC or whatever, like, on yeah. a prime time, yeah. you know, for America. Yeah,
0: which is usually, well, you can't really get too racy around that part. Which yeah. is what low-key disappoints me about SNL sometimes, where... SNL had a better year this year in terms of representation, but I still think they have a long way to go. They had that uh, recently that skit where it was the girls singing about like being harassed, and then they have Leslie Jones come out and be like, uh, you know, like this affects black women more than like, you know, you guys, or in a different way than you guys. And it's sort of like, oh, that's their political statement moment. And I was like, yeah, that's cute, but I would have rather why don't why not just have the skit where the black woman's included? And her solo was her solo of her mentioning something that's specific to black people without hinting. At it rather than like let's make fun of ourselves for like not including black people completely the right way. It's like oh so you know mm. that and your joke isn't actually as effective as if you would have just put her in the, in skit the yeah, yeah. regularly yeah, and had her right. have her part without having to explain and highlight that this is going to speak more to the black people in this moment. Just let her let her talk about you know mm. sexual uh, you know being harassed as a woman in that way. But anyway.
2: Um. Also, because you mentioned um, Tracy Ellis Ross, I'm thinking of, um, and, and Issa Rae, like thinking of Black TV, um, late, uh, Fr- Francesca Ramsey, she's coming out with a pilot right. for a right. late night show on Comedy Central, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: that's it, I think it, there's a yeah. there's a rise. All
2: two dope queens has a has a HBO special coming out. Two dope queens is a podcast, but now they have like an HBO special coming out. Nice, really cool. that's
0: dope. awesome. So there's a lot of wonderful things happening. I mean,
1: you we were talking about Blackish. Just to bring up Jennifer Lewis, who was in an episode in Blackish, and mm-hmm. when she appeared, I'm just listening. I, I purchased her uh, audiobook. Um
2: mm. Uh, the, mo- the mother, mother uh, black of black Hollywood, Hollywood yes,
1: um, and she talks about a lot of her anxieties and um, disorders that she had, right, um, going up to that point, uh, and what she had to do to talk herself to get through that point where she was literally um, in, fit, like, in the climax of pressure. You know, right. she felt all the anxiety and she felt um, all these emotions come up. Um, before the last time she was on TV, you know, yeah. before she was seen live. Wow. Um, so a lot of that stuff, um, you know, it's just interesting mm-hmm. what the, the black body in art goes through um, in the art world, mm-hmm. um, in the art sharing world, um, whether you're female, male questioning, um, mm. you know, there are challenges that we face in so many, many ways. Um, and it's also true that we're living in New York City and my ass has to get up every day and get on the damn MTA because right. I choose to. And it gets packed. Every damn day and all these bombings and threats. And, you know, you know, that's another sort of uh, world of anxieties that is put up on our bodies.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, also, I think about it because I think about Dominique Fishback, who is our homegirl we love. And like you know, even as herself, she talks about like having self care is super important to her. Um, Dominique, by the way, is on the show The Deuce um, with James Franco, and she's fucking awesome. She's also actually playing Jay Z's mom in the music video for that song, in which she talks about you know identifying as a lesbian. Um, And so Dominique's doing great things. So if you don't know her yet, you you're gonna know her very very soon. You
1: need to get into her. Yeah, get into
0: (laughs) Dominique. Um, So, but you know, Dominique talks about that a lot right and and imagine she's in her quote unquote beginnings so imagine once her career continues to kick off like the amount of energy and what that means and how much time you get to spend with people who refill you versus the amount of time that you have to spend on set and going Mm. to this red carpet and doing this thing. Um, And then what your presence is in those places as a black woman, even Mm. like, you know what I mean? I feel like even during red carpets, like when Viola Davis shows up, the way that they talk about her clothes feels more particular than the way Mm. they would talk about, let's say Nicole Kidman. And it's almost Mm. like, look at this black woman pulling off this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just weird energy around, um, that stuff, which I never quite appreciate slash understood. Um, but in general, yeah, black women right now are killing it. I'm really excited for what's happening. Even Rihanna with her fucking makeup line, yes. killing oh, it, fancy like, beauty.
2: Like all of that is. Oh my god, that's important. Like yeah. her, even though She has her
0: marijuana shit too. Like that. Even Whoopi. I don't think this. I don't know if this happened specifically in 2017, but Whoopi Goldberg with her medical marijuana for when women have period cramps. Like I did not hear
1: about
0: this. Yeah, oh hell this. yeah, oh, Whoopi I got Whoopi it. sell weed. Hell yeah. And I Whoopi pie. Whoopi <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I I really, I really... You know, love and respect that ownership of certain, like, you know, black women and who they are outside of the conventions of black women, I think is a nice way to tie it up, has mm. been a really big thing this year. And I so fucking appreciate it. Even the woman who created the Me Too hashtag. Like, think about it. The way black women showed up to vote. Like, black women. How about that? Shout, out to, yes, to shout out to black women. shout out to
1: black women, I just have to say, which I believe Me Too was created about 18 years ago, or am I bugging? I don't
0: even know how long ago. I just okay. know that the creator is African American. Um and it wasn't like, you know, just uh, you know, white female actresses coming out first and saying, like, you know, just because they got the most attention does uh, not yeah. mean it was there. Because Alyssa
2: Milano screenshotted her tweet.
0: Right. That's no. literally what it was. Alyssa no. Milano
2: screenshotted her tweet.
0: Yeah, that's not that's not it. Next shout out, Gerard, you wanna give that out to the yep. community?
1: This one is for my LGBTQIA plus <laughs> trans black community who are Artists in this world <laughs> creating things. We support you. We want to show you love.
2: Yes, my Absolutely.
0: I think, um, we, <laughs> we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the level of violence that the community has had to deal with oh, this past year, spe- specifically, um, in the trans community. Mm-hmm. Uh and being an ally, you know, is I, I, I think I spoke out about this somewhere else uh, not on this podcast, but like, oh, no, it was I think on our first episode is like being an ally is more than just saying like, yeah, just use the right pronoun. Like, mm. you know, it, it's really about being about that life and like having zero tolerance for however anyone outside of your like in your circle handles the community. Mm-hmm, so like life. really, really zero tolerance policies. And I don't I think that a lot of people, while they'll, they'll like say that they support, they're not quite seeing that they're not giving the level of support that they could be giving and checking themselves, right? Because there's a lot of it, it, you can't learn until you admit that there's gray areas for you and things you're not sure about. Even me, like sometimes I'll find myself in a moment where I'm like, oh, what is the appropriate way to ask this question or to bring this thing up and still respect? And I think that the best way to do those things is to say, you know, I'm, I'm about to ask you this or I'm about to bring this up. I'm. I'm gonna apologize in advance. I'm not sure if I'm using the right language, but I just want to understand and like just say that. Like you know, just mm, own up to what right. you don't know, because then that also gives a person the opportunity to protect themselves and be like, you know what, I, I get really easily triggered and like. I rather not have this conversation with you, or say no, please. This is a safe space. I want you to learn, ask the questions, like try to figure mm. it out. But this whole like we'll just like repost uh, articles and like you know put trans flags over our Facebook photos to show alliances. That doesn't really mean shit. So moving forward, you know, for the next year, I hope that. In all aspects, whether it's, you know, the trans community or even communities of color, whatever community that what we call being an ally, we're going to step it up a bit um, and do it differently. But definitely the community this year held it the fuck down. Um, And I'm so happy to call people in the community my family, you know, and to be a part of that. Uh, So shout out to you guys. That's
2: pretty gang. Uh, (laughs) And
0: just in general, shout out to people who came through this year um, to that same point, right? There's a lot of people who came through. Like, my parents came through for me this year. (laughs) Like, parents, yo. My Mm. parents really come through for me. Like, every day, obviously, ever since I've been born. But, like, this year in particular was my first year living on my own, you know, things like that. And quite frankly, I don't know that I would have survived it as smoothly without them. Uh, just because that love and affection is super important, and in a world where you're getting thrown a lot of like negative energy every day, like even being on the train, like someone being late, that negative energy they have about being late gets put onto you. Like you work at a place with customers, the way your customer feeling, Aggie gets put onto you. If your friend is being a little a little bit shady and she's shady in her text message, that's gonna get put onto you. So it's important to have those people who come through and really create positive paths mm-hmm. or create pillars of support, so that you don't falter in the middle Of all that negative energy.
1: Cheers to Uh (laughs) y'all.
0: Cheers to you, Gerard. Cheers to you for good friendship and fucking positivity and fucking cheers to Puerto Rico because you guys have over hundred days without, for some people, without electricity and Mm -hmm. power. It just like shout out to you guys for being so strong um, in the midst of the United States being so goddamn stupid Um, and. we're not taking care of our kids.
2: Oh, and I'm going to shout out and this is really current news. But shout out to Mariah to for returning to um Rock New Year's Rockin' Eve <laughs> with Dick Clark after last last year's debacle. I mean, a lot of people would not return to the stage after something like that, so I think... I mean, she's had plenty of moments where she should have not returned to that stage. <laughs> and she still comes back. So I'm not surprised.
0: I just feel like at this point, she's like, well, I make money if I'm good, and I make even more money like, if I'm terrible. Yo. So <laughs> I think she she the attention is paying her somehow. So she, I don't think she kind of cares. It's like
1: with the Steve Harvey mess-up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they brought her back. They brought him back, yep. so we could all tune in.
0: Yeah, because if we want to see if he'll fuck it up.
2: Well, also cheers to Britney performing. She's closing out her Las Vegas show in Vegas, and I'm she's streaming Britney. her performance Aww. for New Year's. So laughing. you know I'm gonna be glued to this TV. Like nobody say no fucking words. <laughs> Everybody be quiet. I need to watch this and analyze.
0: And <laughs> shout out to Gaga coming on. Yes, Gaga's, Gaga's coming on. to Vegas.
2: Yes, yes, she has a new Vegas residency.
0: So that's gonna be really, really dope. All right, guys. Let's move into our "Tuta Loca" is where we call motherfuckers out who are doing the most. So, in 2017, I think America, period. <laughs> <laughs> America, period. America, taloco. Yeah. Because any everywhere down to from the fake news, first of all trump the dump right you have to acknowledge that that person's in power that happened officially in 2017 uh, and with him came the era of more fake news which has been such a bitch to deal with um net neutrality that's happening right now like we talked about this last episode but i just want to reiterate guys this shit is no joke it's not good what's going to happen with net neutrality is not
1: Good. They're going to be charging us to use all Dude, kinds of stuff.
0: and it's not even just the charges, bro. Like, I'm worried about more security and information as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though, like, like, to me, like, already the fact that I can I can be on a computer or I can be in the same house and Google something on my phone, and then when I go on my computer on Facebook, I'll see the ads for the thing. Mm. Like, it's, it's just there's a lot of weird ways in which... People can buy access to our information through these platforms, and I think that with net neutrality, like the people who are eager enough to pay for certain things, the people who pay to get that type of information are going to be like, oh, they're really thirsty. So that's we're really going to bombard them with. I get weird fucking phone calls to my phone from like weird numbers and stuff. I don't know. I just don't trust the shit.
2: You know, Mirror. Listen, (laughs) the new season is on
1: Netflix. (laughs) Our phones and our cameras and our laptops have microphones and cameras right. so they can hear us mm-hmm. and they fucking
2: see us.
0: Yep, yep. I don't care what nobody says. This new face scan shit Yo, on the iPhones. I was nah, saying that the fuck other day. That. I was fuck like...
2: That. I don't want that. I
0: was like, I don't want that shit on my phone. I don't want mm. you scanning my
2: motherfucking face. But they already do on Snapchat. Yeah. And Facebook. And they do for, for When filter. they recommend when they're tagging pictures. That's true. They recommend... That's true. Who the person mm-hmm. is. That's true. When you tagging pictures... When you tagging pictures on Facebook. Yep.
0: Wow, you know, maybe it's too late. Maybe it's just too late, guys. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> another, and you know, another tutaloka in Amer- in America this year. Uh, not just white people, but like white women. You know, we're really and like, you know, you know, sorry for the white women who, you know, work really hard to not be this and still have to deal with people like me feeling some type of way. But, uh, you know, white women who were really trying to be supportive this year, who when once, you know, January hit and Trump was in office sort of like fell apart and you know we're too busy talking about how the world is worse than ever and this is the first time in history and the worst and using adjectives that were sort of dismissive of people's experiences who have been suffering forever before this man walked into office for things and decisions that white women have been a part of it was sort of like a little insult to have to sit in the background you know and say you know I'm a woman so I'm going to show up for this woman thing but at the forefront of this movement is a white woman who actually doesn't even understand half of the struggles that I'm here present for. So that's why, you know, I did not go to the Women's March. There's another one coming up. I'm not going to that one. I don't, I, I don't fuck with shit like that. To me, um, the level of support and advocacy I need from them is not just numbers and marches. I need them, I need it to be that when votes like Alabama happen, that the percentage of white women that vote for the right person is not st- Fucking dirt to the ground that they're actually showing up for us. Uh, so you know, white women, uh, there's so many of you in the world that I love and like are my family. But for those of you who are that, please wake your other girls up. Like, just make them sensitive <coughs> to a to have a meaning. Like a brunch, yeah, do a brunch. <laughs> I just, I, I white women really pissed me off this year, and it it truly even for some of my relationships with some white women that I have it was very difficult for me to be a present friend for some of the white friends that I have this year.
1: I think, I think they need to, I think the thing is that when they, when they hear our experience, they get offended um, or they become defensive and they need to um, explain. And no, you don't need to explain shit. You need Mm -hmm. to, you need to be quiet and listen to what I need to say. Um, And you need to listen to my experience. And I'm not, changing your experience, but you mm. need to listen to mine. Right. And this is what I went through in, in this ground on this earth. Yeah. And you need to understand that. And if you don't, which a lot of them don't, they just go about their ways and they just brush it yeah, off. Yeah,
0: like this ain't e pray, another, love, right. bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't just like come and like engage our cultures and like have this like life-changing experience and then feel like you're part of the community and you're still not really doing nothing for us. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? That really... It it's a really it's a
2: real sore spot for me. The perfect example the perfect example of everything that we're describing is Miley Cyrus's like complete denial of her entire existence for that bangers album. Like Yeah. Yeah. She uh whatever. Like the fact that she like openly like says like, Oh, I regret this and I regret that and I don't really listen to hip hop and I don't really smoke weed anymore. But like, everybody
0: knew that was coming, did they not? I wish, I wish there were people. I had this conversation with so many people where I was like, "Watch her turn," because that's what that's what happens. Because it's, if it's not a racial turn, it's like an innocence turn. It's like, a, oh, I went down a bad road and now I'm like good, and now I'm good, or I've been good this whole time and now I'm a bad girl, like Taylor Swift, you know. So I, I knew it. I was like, oh, she's dipping real. She's trying to get it real chocolatey up mm-hmm. in here. Like she's really trying to be down in a way that she's just not going to be able to sustain because it's not true to who she is.
1: You know, since we're in the lane of foolery, I'm going to just say this. My tuta loca is for those folks out there when it's two degrees outside. <laughs> you got on them slippers and some socks. <laughs> Where are your shoes?
0: <laughs> Let me tell you that. And in the hood, too, people dudes be going to the Chino stores with the thick white socks and the I, Nike slippers.
2: Honestly, <laughs> like, I have to say I'm guilty. <laughs>
0: Damn, for real! I have
2: my mom nah. bought me a pair like these ultra plush socks that make you like it feels like you're wearing slippers. So I put my flip flops on top of those and I just make my way to the supermarket or the bodega. I am so guilty and I am sorry. <laughs> I'm
0: just saying, if y'all get sick out here, y'all be spreading those germs. Right? Don't
2: be like, coughing up all
1: over the coughing pole and the train.
0: Come on. You know. <laughs> All right. And then, like, my last that loca is, is a big fuck you to the police. As per usually, fuck the police because not every single police officer. There are people who are out there and they're really, really trying to protect and serve as, is the, as per the oath. Um, there were only 14 days out of the 365 days in the United States where a police officer didn't kill someone. So we literally, in an entire year, only had two weeks worth of time where someone did not die at the hand of the at the hands of the police. Uh, that's mm. not okay, um, and that's not saying that each one of those people were black, but the majority of those people were black. Um, so fuck you, and I, And the reason I say police in general because you know those the people in blue, man, they get real aggy once you say fuck the police. You have people coming up whoa 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 whoa, you know. And guys, the same way I talk about, you know, their white women who I love who need to talk about to their white people. Y'all police, y'all need to talk to each other then. You don't like being part of that group the same way black people don't like being grouped and killed for wearing certain hoodies or driving or reading a book or sitting in a car with their fucking wife and kid and getting shot while while in the car with those people. The same way we don't like being pigeonholed, like uh, you guys get pigeonholed because the majority – of what we see in the way in which you engage us is that so if you really feel some type of way instead of fucking you know uh all lives matter or blue lives matter type shit coming up i really encourage you guys this year uh to to have these conversations with with um you know who is it your sergeants, whoever creates the policies like even this week i saw two very disturbing video one 17 year old boy got he they just beat the shit out of him apparently he was resisting arrest but like his whole fa- he looked almost like Emmett Till fucked up like his face was swollen 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 the oh 17 year old boy and then another guy who was in a car they were giving him a ticket so they showed the video of him getting out of the car with his hands up terrified and then the cop like started banging on him they get him on the ground and then another cop runs up and kicks him in the face from afar um it, uh, <laughs> You know that was this week. Mm. So we're entering the year and not much has changed. Um, and so until the police can hold each other accountable and do something different, fuck the police. All right. So topic number one. Um, yesterday, a really really tragic fire happened in the Bronx. Um, it was a twelve alar- alarm fire, and there were there 12, were twelve, 12
1: victims, twelve deaths, and four of them were children. Yes. Um it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, um, for all y'all that are listening, if there's ever a fire in your place, close the door behind you. Don't leave it open yeah. because that's the cause of this fire and these deaths. Yeah. Or because the people that were running out of the apartment where the fire was happening, left the door open.
2: Yeah. Let's
1: avoid incidents like this. Like yeah. these, you know, it's really, it's, it's heartbreaking.
0: And we don't, we don't, it's one of those things where you never think it's gonna happen to you. So you don't take drills seriously, these little pieces of advice. Like people don't think to mm-hmm. hold information like that to be important. Uh, same thing mm-hmm. with fire alarms. You'll go into some people's apartment, and their alarm's not working. And they'll be like, oh yeah, we take it off because every time I fry something, it goes off. Yeah, that's I get that. But it's also the carbon monoxide, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. reader. It's also like the fire might be oldie serious. And if your neighbor hears your shit going off for mad long and is after a while, it's kind of like, OK, what the fuck is going on? That it's it's there for a reason. Um, and uh, what makes me really sad about this is that the fire was started because someone was trying to stay warm and use their oven. Uh, and James Baldwin has a quote in which he basically says that being poor is extremely expensive. Um and that's why, because it, the price you pay to put yourself at risk to have an oven open and have a child have to do that because they're cold, because they can't you know, afford to live in a place where they give consistent heat, uh, that's the price, is now we have a fire at, of this stature, there's 12 lives taken, and all that happened because someone was trying to stay warm. That's That's crazy. Yeah. Um so it always seems like before New Year or the or on New Year's Eve there's always some big fire or something. This I feel like every year there's a fire um of mm-hmm. some degree um and like a lot of people like in like religion and stuff will say like those are like signs of like you know changing changes and you know new things coming in or like bad spirits that are like trying to like get their last you know rub mm-hmm. in before the year ends. But you know I, I just want to send you know my condolences to the families and it's the Bronx like someone actually checked up on me and was like I don't know what part of the Bronx you live in like are you okay um and it could have been anyone it could have been any one of our buildings uh and I just it's really tragic to have to hear about that before the new year so my condolences to the family um next topic I've been waiting Gerard for you to be on the show so we can get into this um so As Dominicans, right? (laughs) Everybody knows I love talking about being Dominican. And it's not just a Dominican thing. Um, Latinos all around. We have a problem acknowledging our blackness. Blackness. Oh, we will not embrace that the platano comes from our African ancestors, that that mangu and all that, like all these things that we cherish and hold as iconic to our culture actually come from Africa. Why? Same Africans, different oppressors. Ninety-four percent of the slave trade, actually, and I believe the number might actually be ninety-six percent, um, were dropped off in the Caribbean islands. So between Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, Barbados, like all those ca- islands, got the majority of Africans. And then only, uh, I guess, 4% to 6% came here to the United States. Mm-hmm. So then United States, we have our white oppressors from England, but then in these other countries, it was the French, it was Spain, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's – and, and and London and, and, and Eng- the English in some of the other countries as well, but we don't want to accept that.
2: Right. Gerard,
0: I know you and I are on the same wavelength about this. I want to hear a little bit about um, – you know, what the actual fuck? Why do you think we deny it so much?
1: Well, um, when you look at the statues, one that are around DR in the capital, and the other cities, who are those statues? They are mostly white men. Hmm. Um, in a country where's roughly 90%. People of color, brown skin people, black skin people, um, darker skin tones and within other tones also um, because we're so complex and we're beautiful beings. Mm -hmm. But we need to wake the fuck up. We need to realize that we are black, um, that we are Afro Latino Mm -hmm. um, and we need to um, stop with this pelo malo. That's another thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. That's another topic. Can
0: Can you say a little bit more about what pelo
1: malo is? Pelo malo is anyone with. Textured hair that's so called kinky, curly, um, tight curls, um, coils. Right. The literal translation is Mm -hmm. bad hair. Yeah. And the literal translation is bad hair. um, And that's used a lot in. The Caribbean, that term is thrown around a lot, especially in Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, it needs to stop. It needs to stop.
0: I was actually I was at the salon today. I I I got so pissed. So I uh, I had recently cut a lot of my hair to like help um, you know a lot of my damaged hair get you know not get in the way of my growth. Yada yada yada. Long story short is I only blow dry my hair now. Maybe once every two months for an occasion. So today I decided, because for Christmas I had a curly, for New Year's I wanted it straight, boom. So I go to the salon, and, you know, my regular lady, she's busy with too many people, so she gives me to her new chick. I go to the new chick. She's blow-drying my hair, and she wants to put all the shit in my hair, and I'm like, no, like, here, put this, you know, um thermal protectant on it this like Cantu shout out to Cantu it's a good hair product and they have like this thing to protect your hair from the heat so I was like yeah just put that in there like I don't need you to put any of your other shit in there so she puts in I see that she's half-ass blow-drying my hair and I'm like why is she half-assing it but by the end of it it was like okay my tips were looking a little frizzy but I was like you know what fuck it, I don't care I'm not whatever I look I'm looking down on my phone and then I'm like I look up and I realize that she's flat-ironing my hair and I'm like, whoa, 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 no, I don't use flat iron because that burns your hair even more. And she's like, no, no, mommy, I put it uh, in Spanish. She's telling me, oh, I put on this thing. And she has me reading this bottle. And then she's showing me that the word serum. She's like, oh, anytime you see this word, that means that it's good for you so that you can uh, flat iron your hair. That's not what serum means. <laughs> like, that's not what that means. And I know that. And she's like, tr- like, like. Insisting, and I'm like, No, like, I don't, you know, but the bottle did say, like, and you know, anti heat, blah blah blah. So, that particular bottle, but she starts breaking out all these bottles that have nothing to do with protecting your hair from heat and flat ironing, and trying to tell me, Oh, any one of these things, if I were to put that in your hair, I can flat iron it and your hair would be fine. Um, and I kept telling her, I was like, No, she's like, Oh, because your edges, your ends are frizzy, and I was like, Yeah, I'm due for another trim at the bottom because that's the damaged hair, and I still, but the hair up here is not damaged, and then. Even before that, because I wasn't even going to go to that salon, I was going to go to another salon to try it out, and I walked in with my curly hair, and she was like, oh, but it looks like, a, she was like, you need a perm, though, and I was like, no, I don't need to perm it, my hair is natural, she was like, oh, so I have to charge you extra then, because we need to put down, so you need to put some carotene, something to make your hair, and I'm like, nah, like, what? what is this insistence that, you can't just blow dry my fucking hair when I've had my hair fucking blow dried without any of that extra shit. And so they, they talk to you, it's like toxic. Yo, Dominican salon ladies are the fucking worst. Bro, like they come in and they really want to force it on you. And then they want to say, oh, are you sure? And they, they have no chill. Like there's no customer service face. They don't, they're not neutral whatsoever. They're like, ay, ¿tu quieres tener esos cabello así? I know, pero eso se te va a saber muy feo si tú te dejas eso así. And, blah, blah, blah. and they just go on and on. Just That's the you. bochinche.
1: When I hear it, I yeah. step in. I step in because <gasps> I know how to step in. To that kind of conversation and shut it down, or at least give them some knowledge on what they need to know, um, and correct the way the, the way they're thinking, the things they're saying, because that's not okay. You and know they what I'm swear saying?
0: they know better than you. Cause they swear because they're like, "Who's the beautician? You or me?"
1: I mean, imagine imagine growing up hearing that you have bad hair all your all your life. Yep. And for them, it's just another day, but you go to sleep with that in your mind. You know what
0: I'm saying? I used to hate going to the salon because the ladies would talk about how bad my hair is and blah, blah, blah. And I I hated it because they would, like, put that... Yo, they'd put that blow dryer so close to my fucking head, I swear they would burn my scalp. Like, just so that my hair could stay straight because if they don't do it that hard, then in two days it's going to be frizzy and then it's going to be all for nothing. So they got to fucking... You know, burn the shit out of my hair to make sure that it stays as straight as possible. Um, it's really disrespectful, and I f- really felt some type of way about it. And I've seen in that same salon, g- women. There was this woman from Honduras. that walked in, and my salon lady was like, "Oh, I can't take you today." Um, and then she tells me, like, in confianza," like with like she trusted me, and she's like, "Oh, you know, um, I don't take her. She's from Honduras. They're they're cheap. They don't know how to they don't know how to tip well. And on top of not tipping well, they have black people hair." So I don't want to take her. Like her hair's too rough and she's not going to tip me well, so I don't have time for that. Like, do you <laughs> Like what that's the fuck? Right? It's, it's
1: really it's really disheartening or like I've seen when um, families disown because of um, because of someone in the family having a a black boyfriend or girlfriend. Oh
0: yeah, that's um, another big
1: one. And them saying like, you know, oh, them saying like, you know, Like, I've I've definitely heard Dominicans say, you know, oh, you know, you better not date anyone that's black. Like, I've I've heard that so many times. And that's just that's just the thing that needs to stop. We need to stop. We need to do better. Yeah. We need to do better because we're not we're not we're we're, we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, in in terms of what we're going through. I mean, others more. But the light skin tone uh, Latinos, y'all need to y'all need to really do some research. Talk to us. Talk to us and ask us questions. You know yeah. what I'm
0: saying? And it's really it's one of those things that I like to say, you know, we're living in really hateful times. And the less we step up to call people out on shit like this, the more we're arming these awful times to be as terrible as they are. Um I I there's a lot of like Afro-Latinos, even first of all, there's Afro Latinos <coughs> in Mexico, even like straight up African American looking people who are full-blooded you know, Mexicans um, and in other countries. And then in, even in indigenous cultures, right? You have these natural, these uh, countries like Ecuador and Peru that have their indigenous um, backgrounds and cultures. And people even try to start, st- stray away from that. Um, and it's that, you know, westernization the or whitening of, of of races. There are people who say, ah, mira, si te va a casar con un blanquito, eso es bueno para pa limpiar la, la raza. To clean the race, right? Oh, so that your kid will have better hair. Marry a white person, because then they're good hair, and plus your bad hair will ma- will mean okay hair. Like there, there's so many things that have been ingrained in us, and I feel like a lot of Dominicans, especially ones in the United States, who are born in the U.S., are not educated enough on Trujillo, mm-hmm. right? And 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 what Trujillo did to Dominican Republic those thirty plus years. Of Trujillo really really did some damage. I mean, the man literally was hoping for European nations and stuff to come in to fuck his women, so that his culture, his country can be cleaned out.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It's it's like the generation of my grandparents; those folks see Trujillo as a person that did good in the country. But the people that are learning about the actual things that happened in that country, you know, even though they were living it, you know, they would say, "Oh, it was the safest DR was ever." when mm-hmm. Trujillo was, was um, dictator. But on the flip side of the coin, you know, people were getting killed.
0: Massacres.
1: Massacres. Haitians
0: were being yeah. massacred. Like, terrible. And, and that, leads, that thinking is also what led to what was happening, you know, last year in DR with, you know, them forcing the Haitians out. And it's funny because you speak, I spoke to someone who was Haitian and they were like, oh, well, that's a good thing because they all not like qualified people are in Dominican Republic and they won't stay here in Haiti. And that forces them to have to come back and we need them here. Right. So with that little piece of opinion, you have Dominicans who are like, oh, but they want that. Their country wants that. It's not our fault. Haiti agreed to that. It's not our fault. Like trying to take away blame and trying to pull race out of the equation and making it seem like it's a it's a it's an economics thing what well, it's not a fucking economics thing you go to dr and people talk about haitians like they're fucking rats it's disgusting um and they and any dominican who's who's semi-nice or civil to a haitian feels like they deserve a fucking award because oh well we don't treat them the way everybody else treats them the fact that you think you deserve a pat on the back for being a, a decent human says enough Um, It's that fake ally shit that I was talking about before. And I think also Dominicans here in the U.S., like, we have that bad habit of – othering ourselves from black people, like our parents did it. And they raised us in a way where they were like, Oh, be careful outside in the streets with these black kids and the black kids don't know how to behave. And the black kids are the ones in the gangs and the black kids, this to black kids that, you know, and that mentality was the beginning of us separating ourselves. So right. we knew we liked hip hop, but they didn't know merengue and they don't know salsa and they didn't know Bachata. And like those little things made us so like, Oh, we like hip hop, but we're not black. Oh, you know, we like eating fried chicken, but we have chicharron de pollo and tostones. So we're not black, like everything. That that they can find like oh you know we have rough hair but my blow dry my hang time is way longer than hers she could barely mm-hmm. have a pony she could barely hold on to a ponytail i'm not black like you know <laughs> what i mean like that's yeah. shady but like that's that's really what it was and you know, for some people in the black community, I remember people used to be like, oh, whatever, you fucking dominic. People used to get mad at me because they would assume that what I would believe of them was what my people would believe of them. So they'd be like, oh, shut up. Don't complain about your hair. You have better hair. You're you're Spanish. Oh, don't complain about this. You're Spanish. And so there was a way in which growing up, even the black people in my community felt like they were being pushed down by the Latinos, and the only real thing just by had, your presence, just by my presence, just because my qu- black presence was quote unquote a better version. It was like the lighter skin version, the the you know the longer hair girl. Like you have and then color. that's talking
1: about colorism, right? It was that which is colorism. It's in, is, is in our community, right? Is that um, it's literally what we're talking about? So how do we unlearn all this, right? That's the task at hand. Yes, yeah, we need to talk about it. What are we doing now? Talk to your parents. Talk to your siblings. Talk to the friends you know.
2: I know working with younger, younger um, people, human beings who are Latinos and who are, in fact, Afro-Latinos, just, like, introducing them to that word because Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't even know Know what that is. Yep. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but a lot of their jokes are racially based still. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, well, like... I'm not going I'm not uh, when Trump got elected, the whole thing was I'm not getting deported, I'm Puerto Rican. You know? Yeah. Yep. You're getting deported, you're Dominican, haha. <laughs> like stuff like that. Or um, oh you're definitely getting deported, you're Mexican. Like like you know, yeah. like yeah. like that kind of hierarchy of Latinos or or whatever they learned it to be. Um and just kind of, you know, introducing them to the language and, and being the adult to call it out. That's what it is because they take it at least young people joke around about it so much.
0: Oh, my God. My students used to hate me. I used to be like every time uh, a Latin person would say something shady in Spanish and like the black kids wouldn't get it. Or if the black kids would say something that was shady about Latino people, I would be like okay you guys are side chatting let me i'm just gonna track off too so and i'd switch the flip chart and i'd be like let's say this is africa let's say this is this and i draw a map and i'd literally do the slave trade map on the thing, and they would get so mad. They'd be like, "Oh, here we go." Because then the students who had me frequently, you know, they'd be like, "Oh, fuck! That we did this last week in class." Because this bitch made this hair joke because <laughs> this person did this. So over and over again, to the point where when someone would say something in class, someone would be like, "Shh! Chill, 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 chill! chill. Everybody's black. Shut up already!" Miss, keep going. know <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah laughs> what I mean, like they would just like correct each other for the sake of like the like right. not wanting to hear it. But that the truth is, is, is that. The, for some of those students that I got, got to see in other spaces outside of that job, they were t- reflecting what I taught them in the circles that they were in. Like, nah, bro, you know you Dominican, but you black like me. And then the Dominican be like, nah, papi, blah, 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 blah. You know, but then the black kid or the Dominican kid saying, no, you're my brother. Yeah, I know. You know, you my nigga too. Like, all that. Right. Even the use of the word nigga, let's talk about that. Dominicans want to be like, oh, my knee, my, my knee is what we say, which is right. peanut. But it's also like short for my ni if we said my nigga with an accent, my ni. Mm. Right? Ah nah, my ni, blah, blah, blah. You wanna say my ni, homie? Like
1: Understand. Understand, understand that understand. you re- you yeah. you a
0: nigga too. Like if we mm. all niggas out here, then you a nigga too. So you just cause you use it in a different tone, every motherfucking trap song right now is getting covered with a Spanish nigga singing over it, same beat. Like Mm -hmm. why? I was hearing today, even though Post Malone is white, but there's a there's a fucking trap Spanish trap version of Rockstar, and you know when Bad and Bougie came out, all these trap artists are doing that. Why? Because there's something about that African beat, right? Mm. That bass, that why your fucking ancestors are knocking in your soul, because it's the same fucking ancestors. Mm -hmm. So I just I think you're right, Gerard. I think the way we unlearn it is to continue to shout it out. Um, And as a content creator, for me, I think that we're slowly cracking into the conversation of Afro-Latino. Like, you know, you have... uh, People like Cat Lazo, right? Who's, uh, you know, oh, the cat call, right? The uh, cat call, right? The cat's meow. Follow her on YouTube. She's fucking dope. But as be like, she'll bring in the Afro Latino conversation, and then Julissa Calderon will bring up the Afro Latino conversation. Mm. You know, even Juan James will make certain like hints at like these little Latin, like these Latino stars who are like biting at the conversation. But what I need, Julisa Contreras, as a content creator, like this podcast. When people ask me, well, what is this podcast? I say, well, I'm an Afro latina um and i don't have platforms or shows that are speaking to me specifically as an afro latina like la mega has a radio show that leans way far on my latin side and then breakfast club leans really hard on my like new york black side Mm. but i need them together in Mm. one voice because that's my voice, right. you know what I mean? And there's so many people like me. And so that's what this is. And so when I tell them, I'm like, yeah, it's just we're just talking entertainment because people what people expected from my podcast was like covering hot political topics in a serious tone. or blah, blah blah blah. And a lot of people are like, really, that's that's all it is. And I'm like, well, that's all I need, bro. Every time we do something, we don't have to go, you know, we don't have to work 10 times as hard and make a big fucking orchestra about it just because it's a surprise for you guys that we're having a thing. We don't need to make it a big deal. Maybe the same way you have a million basic ass shows on TV and on radio and stuff. Maybe this is just my basic ass show so I can talk about shit that is relevant to me that you're not going to do for me, you know? And so I want for all platforms as a playwright, podcaster, I hope to be writing for TV one day, like all these platforms. I just want to be here like, yeah, I'm just a Dominican bitch in the room. And it just so happened to be that it doesn't need to be about the fact that I'm Dominican, but just let me be in the room. Um, and I hope that media takes that step forward because young people learn so much from what they see in the media that just talking about it in the table isn't enough. Um, we're gonna have to see it on TV.
1: Yep, I agree. Um, creating <laughs> I it got in our work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Skittles. I'm just cool. sitting here, down. I'm, just, down, I'm just, I'm sitting <laughs> here just taking it all in.
0: And even Skittles, like having the element of, like, like Skittles, you know, sweetie is also an Afro Latino, you know, and his roots somewhere just cause he, just cause he don't look as dark as me or as dark as whoever. That doesn't mean he's not Afro Latino. You know, he's not. I, no, the melanin he, and I is I there a lot for a reason. It's the same mm, ancestry. And I think you know? a lot of
1: Afro Latino means also Taino and like who was right. before you. You're acknowledging right. your ancestors and the people that were that were there in that land before, you know, people right. came and fucking. But uh, but and here's and the thing. And here's and the raped thing raped I, and all that
0: the thing I always say to that is that that's one hundred and ten percent true. We had our, you know, Indian uh, generations before us on in Puerto Rico in Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. But the reason why. The African slaves were brought is because the majority of them were dead by that time. And so the reason I like to push the African roots so much is not to say that those Taino roots did nothing to our culture because they absolutely did because the ones that were alive then taught on to the African culture. And that's how the things mix. And then it was a mix of like, you know, Spanish culture from the colonizers from Spain, but that the majority were the Africans. So when people go, oh, no, but I'm Taino. Motherfucker, slow down. (laughs) The chances that only Tainos were the ones who populated with the Spaniards on the island are very slim. There's a high chance that some of those people were actually just African and Taino and these other things. Mm. So we need to get away from this habit of erasing or or furthering ourselves from the black part by throwing in the Daino. the taino the part no no
1: no no i know you're not no no i know you're not i'm it's just three, saying it's that three mixes yeah. it's like a three mixed thing that's mulatto you know? uh, yeah
0: you know like mm-hmm. that's what it is and that's yeah. not to say no and gerard is so proud of his African. gerard's that which is why i'm saying that's i was it. waiting for you to come <laughs> on to the show to talk about this because yeah. gerard as a dancer embodies that
1: and i put it in my artwork yeah um yeah, yeah. That I'll, I'll, I'll just say that, um, you know, some of the research I've done is on my roots and my ancestry and where I come from and also where, um, you know, because I wasn't born there. So I'm also I'm also trying to figure out those challenges, too, because those are different. I'm Dominican, but I w- I'm a first generation Bronx bred Afro Latino going through shit that's pretty much, you know, all fucked up shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely. All, it's awesome, all
0: crazy shit. Yeah. So, thanks for indulging uh, that conversation. I want to close out. I want to close out with um, highlights and hopes for the new year. This is the last podcast of 2017.
2: Oh, Whoop not the last podcast, though.
0: But not the last podcast.
2: <laughs> I'm just
1: say what I hope because, you know, I've been listening to the episodes and shit, you know. I hope Julissa, for 2018 you fall on more toilets baby you fall yeah. <laughs> 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 on <Toilets. laughs> more toilets
2: more brunch please <laughs> <foods. laughs> oh my so god hit on this one <laughs> <laughs> you fall asleep, Yo, baby on more I, toilets <laughs> Julissa
0: has a problem that she drinks too much <laughs> <laughs> during brunch Comes home to pee and falls asleep on the toilet before getting to her next destination. That just means more brunch. <laughs> really, that just means
2: more brunch, which so, is great.
0: So, what were uh, Gerard and Skittles for you guys? What were some of your highlights this year? What were some of the things that went on that were like dope?
1: Mm. For me, was this summer when I auditioned. First of all, when I traveled to South America, yes. Through-
0: mm. No, no, yes.
1: And then then the other one was getting the contract for Ballet Hispanico. That was really a blessing.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Shout out to Ballet
2: Hispanico. Yes. What's up, y'all? Yes. Um, 2017 was great for me. Um, Started off the year... Killing it in a music video for my birthday, Slumber Party. So that was, like, yes. the big Yes, and then Taylor production. Swift jacked it. Taylor Swift jacked it in her <laughs> whatever video that was. What is that song called? I don't even want to think about it. Look do. what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Um, I'm sorry. Then, I don't listen to her. I
0: don't like her shit. I just saw that video, and I was like, why does look like Juan's yo, video? Yo, it looked like my video,
2: son. <laughs> I was so funny because I was in Mexico at the time, and I saw that text from Derek, and I was just like, yo, but this is real too. (laughs) Anyway, follow that video up with traveling to Berlin for my birthday, which was amazing. Follow that up with um, VidCon this year, going as a featured creator with Julissa. Um, Follow that up with going to Mexico in August. Um, And also my random trips to D.C. I think it was a good travel year for me. Um, And my hopes for 2018 is to really kind of just step into what I want to become and, like, start making it happen. Because I feel like at this point I've been playing around a lot and I'm not really, like, stepping into um, who I can be, you know? Um, oh, and oh, I forgot. I shot my first TV show. That's thing right. Too. And you right. made the commercial. <laughs> and I made the commercial. <laughs> so shout out to High Maintenance coming out on January 19th. I'm in the season finale. I heard
1: you laugh on that.
0: Oh yeah,
2: Um, yeah. I was like, there it is.
0: And also, your your show, I mean, this show happened before 2017. It's happening again into
2: 2018. Locked up bitches. Locked up motherfucking bitches is going to be opening my birthday weekend and I am in it. They haven't announced the class yet, but hey, I'm in it. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. I I used to be in Locked Up Bitches. R.I.P. to my role there. The show. Though is it's 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 honestly like it's just like stupid funny like it's it's literally like you like fart jokes you're gonna like lock the bitches like (laughs) it's just meant to be that and that's what I love about it it doesn't try to be anything more than what it is. Um, I guess for me, highlights definitely being at VidCon with Juan and like watching the fruits of his labor and seeing him up there was super, super important. Um, And I'm always a proud mama when it comes to Skittles. So that was (laughs) super, super awesome. And I also, this is corny, but I I got to get slimed to that weekend, which was a childhood dream. That was a childhood dream of mine. And like that shit sounds silly, but like, you know, this bitch from the Bronx got slimed. Uh, you know, with real Nickelodeon maids, oh. <laughs> so that was super exciting to me, but mostly really um, being in LA for the first time yeah. ever. Um, and th- so, like, that was like super amazing. Um, and then I went off to DR like immediately after and was part of like a beautiful wedding um, of someone who's basically like my little brother growing up. So, that's a highlight every time people get married. Like, that's always a highlight for me. Um, oh. proposals that have happened, you know what I mean, this year have been highlights for me. I love. Seeing, my, I love pe- seeing people being bold and loving in a committed mm. in a committed way. So that has really been dope. Honestly, like I don't know this podcast. Like I feel like. Yes,
2: Lady <laughs> is starting. I'm and and getting started. It's finally
0: because I've been talking about it for so long. And we've been working on it,
2: like yeah. since August. We've yeah, been, we've been you know it hasn't been consistent necessarily in terms of airing time, but. We're getting there. Absolutely, it is. It is happening, and it's up. And it's living. yeah. And, and that's y'all a have lot. so
1: much style and sabor, Do we? and thank what this you. is in the community is important. So keep this shit going, okay? Uh, so thank you for having me. Yeah. Shit, uh, thank, thank you. I'm thank
0: you. All right. Anyone have any resolutions for the year? Uh,
2: I feel like I'm such a cliche, but I really want to lose weight. Me I don't know. It's maybe it's too. this week or something. But I'm like. <laughs> I want to just Me late. too.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's get to the gym. Yeah, and Gerard will take <laughs> us. You want to go to the gym? And he will yeah. take us. Um, I want to do
2: dance classes,
1: though. Like, I want to Yo, da- Zumba.
2: I want to dance with somebody. Hey, yep. I was waiting
0: for who was going to sing. <laughs> Yo, I didn't sing this Because, you, you know, I was about to sing, but you cut me off when you were talking about, oh, I'm not quite where I want to be. I was going to say, you're not a girl, not yet a, a, a woman. <laughs> that would have uh, been <laughs> I know, but you cut me off. Oh, <laughs> 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 but, yeah, and so for me, I, it, i would also like to lose weight but for me my real resolution um is to create more time to make my artwork work time like mm. no no jokes like if i need to be outside of my house like i have access to we work like if i need to act like i'm a motherfucking we work member <laughs> sit my ass down and get some work done because there's a lot that goes into this so like getting this up and running every week is not super simple and there's more that can be done i need to focus on this i want more things to be done with my plays. I've neglected my playwriting
2: a lot. Um, I'm through and you are such an amazing playwright. Am I yes, really? You are yes, an amazing saw. writer. Like, like,
1: an amazing writer. Thank you,
2: guys. If we, we don't ever say it because we don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> But when so it does happen, so this year,
0: that's my goal. Really, is yeah. to, to do more with it because there's a play I had uh, another highlight of my year. I got to go uh, to Space on Ryder Farm, which is a wonderful residency in Ryder Farm, upstate New York, mm. um, and that was a real deep week for me. And I got to finish a play, which is a play I've been talking about f- since maybe no joke, like 2015. Wow. And I finally like got a full draft done, um, and I haven't heard it yet. So this was in September I finished it, but like I need to hear it with the right actors. Another challenge, like not to sidetrack, but like finding Latino actors that are Dominican and Afro-Latino and represent the people who I really come from are so hard to find.
1: Girl, you need somebody to read something? (laughs) Yeah. Girl, let me know when I'm there. Absolutely. No,
0: and it's so hard to find the moms and the abuelas is the challenge that I have the most. Mm. Um, And, you know, I love all my Latino people. I tend to get like Cubanos to play, but then they're so Cubano that they don't know DR, and so there's like little flavors and moments, like they're great actors, and so they hit the acting moments like mm-hmm. the emotional arcs of the character but like the way a certain sentence would be say, said with a certain swag like, you know, like the way they would say coño doesn't sound like a Dominican coño you know what mm. I mean, like those little things are the things that for me are missing to bring the story to life, while everyone else in the audience might be like, oh but it's still good if I had an audience just of Dominicans, I want my place to get to a place where if it's just an audience of the people who the the play is about that they will feel it's real and authentic. And i walk Mm -hmm. away and be like, yeah, but she ain't really say that right. Well, she don't really, I don't want that because I'm out here, right? So there's so many more of us. So Dominican artists, where are you? Come find me. I'm looking for you. Like I need you. And these are the types of things that really discourage me sometimes from playwriting. Mm. You know, but that's only ha- that's only a small piece of it because the truth is I also need to grind harder to find them. But mm. you know, that that's a big highlight for me, the fact that I finished that play.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: So, so we'll see. We'll see. I
1: believe in resolutions, you know. Yeah. Um I'm 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 definitely trying to create more work. I need to create more work. I was at a point where I was creating a lot of work. Um, and just more, more so choreography and videography in terms mm. of like, you know, going to the going to the pier or recording something in my living room and creating phrases and just creating documentation of my process. I just need to continue to do that because I keep the practice going. I just need to record it. How do you document dance? It's so hard to document it. Right. It's so ephemeral. It's here and it's gone. So. Um, I think I just need a, this year coming around, I just need to create more. I need to get my ass to the gym more. I need to wake up more and just go. It's right. hard to wake up and get up and move. It's hard to get out of bed sometimes. We're in hard times. Yeah. We're in hard times. These yep. times we need to push ourselves more.
0: Absolutely. So with that, happy, you know, New Year happy to you New guys. Year. I wish you all the best, both yes. our listeners. Everyone who's been following, listen, I appreciate yo, out to everybody, yo, who's been everybody who's been listening. Shout
2: out to Adiza because Adiza always be hits me up. And Danny yeah.
0: too hits me up all the time. And Gerard. Like, we got a lot of faithful Desiree yeah. who was on the show, also fa- faithfully listens. Quick note about Desiree her dad was listening uh, this week. Um, he friended me on Facebook. He friended me on Facebook too. <laughs> Shout out to Desiree's dad. Um, but it's so funny because, like, you know, we talked a lot about sex and Stuff and I was like cringing for her. I was like, no, he's yeah. listening. Yeah. But he was very proud. He said that the content was really great, and he said it was not ghetto. It was really cool. It was yeah. like it was like it was like because it, it had the flavor, but it wasn't like ghetto in a way that like you know how things get painted in the media as ghetto right. and thus not held to a high standard. He right. he he thought it did a really good job of being like of the quality that we absolutely are capable of. um right. So he was proud of that. So it's nice to hear that an older generation.
2: Is enjoying. It's it. enjoying this. This yeah, this matters amazing. to me,
0: and because I don't know if that pod, that man listens to a lot of podcasts, but if he doesn't, definitely for some of the people who were commenting on her links, are people who don't listen often and we're loving it. Shout out to Teddy because Teddy Hayes Reyes mm. is always listening He's to He's
2: Always sharing our stuff. And I
0: I liking. appreciate. Let me tell you something. Anyone who knows me knows like I don't like to ask for help. I don't like to ask things. So anytime I see someone share, because I, I hate even in, in the qu- it's, um, what you call it, captions saying like, Oh, like, like subscribe, share. I hate doing that, but mm-hmm. it's part of the monster. Sorry guys, I gotta be that annoying the person. Right. I have to do that. That's just right. how this business works. But for everyone who actually follows those instructions, like, no, every time I see it, yo, into even people I don't talk to, like that mm-hmm. shit warms my fucking heart. So mm. thank you guys all for sharing this and sharing the beginning of this year. Again, wish you the best. And I, and I want to send you guys off with a quote uh, from the wonderful James Baldwin mm. that says, <laughs> and I hope that we can like carry this into 2018 and let this be sort of the, the, the theme or the mission statement for oh, the God. year is, is, Know from whence you came. If you know whence you came, there are absolutely no limitations to where you can go. We're in a very specific place in this country right now. We need to know our history. We need to know where we come from in order for us to move better so that there's no limits to how good we can get because we can't say we didn't acknowledge. And if we acknowledge, then we can grow. And if we grow, we're going to change. So amen. happy 2018, everybody. Woo-hoo! And until then, bronche.